Hey, welcome to Access. John here. I just wanted to take the opportunity to invite you to a new Sunday night series we're going to begin on the first Sunday night of 2019. It's a series entitled 70 AD and the End of the World. In this study, we're going to look at Jesus' teaching on the Mount of Olives and even do a study on the book of Revelation. My hope in this study is not to convince you of something you don't believe, but that we might just marvel at what God is able to do. So join us on the first Sunday night in 2019 for our study. All are invited to attend. If you're ready to begin today's study, then turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. This message is entitled, God Speaks. Have you ever been at that place in your life where you desperately wanted to hear from God? I remember I had just started school at BUA, feeling that God had opened the doors for us to move to San Antonio. Aaron had left her job selling parts for Remy Chevrolet, and I had left a church as a youth pastor, and we packed up everything to move to San Antonio and follow him. And I had no money, and uh, we, we had no idea how we were going to make it. Um, I knew I needed a job, and uh, I also wanted to serve him in the ministry. But as I said, we had no money, and I remember I started to panic, and I, I, I told Aaron I was going to go out for a walk one night, and as I walked down the road, I probably seemed like a crazy person to everybody that, that passed me on the road or anybody that can hear me. I mean, I was just just pleading with God, God, please speak to me. Give me some direction. Are you going to open up the doors for me to go somewhere or or what? Because I need you to know something. And um, it wasn't that I really needed confirmation that he was out there. I mean, I believed him. I just needed him to tell me what to do. And I remember feeling disappointed as I never really got what I uh, asked for. And I, I went back inside and just kind of moped. And it's kind of confusing at that at the time in my life because... I had often heard people talk about how God spoke to them. And yes, there are some nuts out there who always say God is speaking to them. For example, I once worked at a convenience store and I, I, when I was a teenager and, and a woman came in and bought a lottery ticket. She said, God told me to buy this lottery ticket so I can save our church. And to the best of my knowledge, that never came to fruition. And I couldn't say that God would never do that. Just a lot of people seem to speak for God when it comes to the lottery. And uh, anyway, I, I had a professor in school who once said that he had a difficult woman in a congregation that he pastored tell him, we need to do it my way because God said so. And he said he never knew how to respond to her until he talked to his brother one day. His brother said, the next time that woman says to you, God says so, or God told me, respond with, oh yeah, well God told me the opposite. And just see what she does. Now, honestly, as I walked back to my apartment disappointed, I began to think that everyone was either speaking for God or crazy. I had never heard God speak to me, and even when I desperately pleaded for him from my heart of hearts, he still stayed stayed silent for some reason. If you've ever been in that place in your life where you began to question whether God still speaks to people today, I hope this passage of Scripture that we studied today will be of some help to you. Last week, we finished up our study on the book of John, and I've been praying for a while on what we should move on to next. And while I confess that God never specifically told me, preach the book of Hebrews, I do feel a peace about this study, and I even had a conviction that this is what we should what we um, should go into. And, and, and it's funny because 
this will probably be the most difficult book of the Bible I have ever tried to preach through. The book of Hebrews is difficult not only because it covers some difficult-to-understand topics, but because it throws a lot of information at the reader and assumes that it are and that the reader already understands all the context of Jewish tradition. And to make matters worse, we, we really don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews or what exact date in which it was written. And if you're wondering why all this matters, uh, there are a lot of warnings in the book of Hebrews for believers to hold on to their faith. And if it was written before 70 AD, then uh, that means that it was written before the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem and all those warnings meant something different uh, as opposed to if it was written after 70 AD. So we don't really know who wrote it. We don't know when. And this is also important because the books of the New Testament canon had to complete a test of authenticity to be included in what we have today in the New Testament. Uh, One of those tests was that it was written by someone who is directly connected with Jesus. If this letter wasn't written by an apostle or someone who was directly linked with Christ, then it has no place in the New Testament. And the book of Hebrews is the only book in the New Testament that we do not know who wrote it. Now, many people attribute to the Apostle Paul. However, I would exercise caution before we start speaking with certainty. The Apostle Paul, in every one of his letters, includes that he wrote it. He puts his own name down, and we don't see that in the book of Hebrews anywhere. Now, some people think that Barnabas wrote it, and I think that's a possibility. Uh, others think it was Luke. Um, but as uh, as a Jewish historian, Origen wrote, but who wrote the epistle? All, truly only God knows. Uh, And this truth, I I think it makes it incredible that we even have the book of Hebrews in our New Testament because it, like I said, is the only book that could not pass the test. And yet the early church still felt a conviction by the Holy Spirit to include it. Now, these things prove challenging when studying Hebrews, but regardless of knowing who wrote it or when, the purpose is absolutely clear. The author of Hebrews wrote it for a practical reason, and he wrote it to Jewish Christians to warn them not to turn away from Christ and turn back to the practices of Judaism. Now, I think this will be a very uh, fruitful study for us in that it really, really uh, builds its whole theological framework upon the statement where Jesus said from the cross, it is finished. And sometimes we can fall into legalism which is exactly what Judaism is. And so uh, I think this will be a very beneficial study for us. Hopefully, as we study the book of Hebrews and observe many of the difficult-to-understand passages, um, this truth that it is finished will become more clear. Today, we're just going to study the first couple of verses of Hebrews and pray that God will communicate with us what what we so desperately need to hear, uh, that God will be speaking to us. I think that's what we should be asking for. Uh, Something to keep in mind as we study this passage is that all throughout Jesus' earthly ministry, there were a multitude of people who listened but could not hear. And they could see, but they remained unseeing. And I think this, this goes to the point that God is the one who opens our eyes so we can see and our ears so that we can hear. And so that's what we need to be praying for, that God would give us spiritual sight and that he would help us to hear him speak. So let's begin our study today on the book of Hebrews by studying Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. This is what it says. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days he has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, 
through whom also he made the world. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you now and we just lift up these two verses to you, God. And this is absolutely action-packed. And God, we ask that you would speak to us through this message. Father, that uh, if at all possible, God, we know that this happens in your timing and not ours, that it might be audible, that we clearly, we clearly hear you speak. And, and God, I just, if you want to speak to us in any other way, God, you just go ahead and have your way. Uh, but God, we desperately need to hear from you, and we need direction from you. Uh, and I pray, God, that we would have a spirit of certainty as to what we should be doing, and, um, Father, that we can just rest in what you've already done. We pray, God, that you use this passage to uh, change and transform our hearts, to be molded after yours, and that, Father, we might be crafted in your image, uh, in the image of Jesus Christ. We love you, Father, and all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, what is significant about verse 1 is the author reminds his readers that God is not a silent, uncommunicative God. Contrary to what our world might believe, God doesn't just listen. On occasion, God does speak. Less than a year ago, uh, Joy Bayer, a co-host of The View, began criticizing Vice President Mike Pence because in response to a question, he said that Jesus speaks to him. Now, you probably have heard about this. Uh, But she criticized him on the show, on The View, saying, As bad as you think Trump is, you should be worried about Pence. Everyone that is wishing for an impeachment of Trump might want to reconsider their life. I mean, I'm a Christian, and I love Jesus, but he thinks Jesus tells him to say things. She later continued, It's one thing to talk to Jesus, but it's another thing for Jesus to talk to you. Hearing voices is what I would consider a mental illness. And what's most disturbing about all of this is is that as she, she made this statement, it caused the audience to erupt in applause. You see, the world we live in is, is, is ignorant to the notion that our Creator God could and would speak to us. But according to this verse, the author confirms that God does speak to mankind, which is unique from every other religion in the world. I mean, in every other religion, save Islam and, and uh, Judaism, because, you know, we're the big three, in every other religion, God is a distant figure, or one of the many uninterested figures in, in, that does you know it's not interested in playing an intricate role in the life of mankind he doesn't speak he doesn't interact he probably doesn't even care but the author of Hebrews reminds his readers that on multiple occasions God spoke to the Jews in the Old Testament he spoke through the prophets sending warnings to his people to repent and turn back to him he does this through Moses and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Jonah and Elijah and Ezekiel and the list just goes on and on he doesn't just speak to men through men though The writer of Hebrews includes that sometimes God spoke in even more incredible ways. Sometimes by pulling back the clouds, once through a burning bush, sometimes through miracles or on mountaintops. God chose the way by which he would communicate to mankind. And the Old Testament is full of examples of God speaking to man. And notice this passage doesn't say God, after he spoke a long time to uh, Simon, go to the prophets and the forefathers in many portions in many ways, that he decided he wasn't going to do that anymore. God continues to speak to us today, and this is what this passage is talking about. Notice how God continues to speak to us, though. It says in verse 2, In these last days he has spoken to us to, in, in his Son, whom he, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. 
See, God could have continued to pull back the clouds or speak to us through a burning bush, yet God has chosen to speak to us through his Son. And this is a difficult, uh, difficult passage to understand because it is a different kind of communication than what was taking place through the prophets. And this is where Islam gets it wrong. You see, they say that God continues to speak to us and he spoke to us through Jesus. But they consider Jesus just another prophet and put him on the same level as Moses or Isaiah or Elijah or any of the other prophets. Who Jesus was and what he said and what he accomplished by dying on the cross and raising from the dead is God's final word to us. This is what God said and what we needed to hear. And this is primarily why I felt a conviction to move into the study of Hebrews, because as I said in last week, the Holy Spirit placed upon John to take an account upon what he would say in his letter. Now remember how it started and how it ended. It started with, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Notice that that, that is not an accident. And the Holy Spirit placed John under conviction as, and as John says towards the end of his letters, therefore there were many other signs that Jesus performed in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these have been written so that you may have life in Christ, believing that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you may have life in his name. So the point is here is that everything that, that John wrote down was put upon him through the, through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit told him what to write and said, okay, that's enough. That there is a word that was spoken through Christ. Now remember while Jesus was on earth with his disciples, he played the role of the Holy Spirit for them. He taught them, he reminded them, he corrected them, he empowered them. And as Jesus says to his disciples in the book of John chapter 16, verse 13, he says, but when he, the Holy Spirit, comes... He will guide you into all truth, which means we today can hear God speak to us through the Holy Spirit. But listen, this cannot happen outside of faith in Christ since we cannot receive the Holy Spirit until we believe in Him. Without the Holy Spirit, we would have no way to interpret what God says to us and through us. Now, Henry, Henry Blackaby says uh, in Experiencing God, in his study Experiencing God, by the way, before we get into this, I just want to say this is an extremely beneficial study for any believer. This was extremely beneficial for me uh, as to how God speaks to us and how, how God interacts with us through the person of the Holy Spirit. Um, Henry Blackaby says that sin is so, so, so affected us that you and I, we cannot understand God's truth unless it is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Unless we have the Holy Spirit, we, it's just going to sound like uh, Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. Now, he mentions that God is still dynamic in how he speaks to us today, but there are primarily four ways in which he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Primarily, God uses the work of the Holy Spirit to communicate to us through his written word. Now, Hebrews uh, 4, chapter, chapter 4, verse 12, we'll get into this later on. It says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division from soul and spirit of both joints, that it is it is active and it is sharp. Second Timothy three sixteen says all Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. God uses His Word, which is alive, to speak to us. 
So God speaks to us through his word. God speaks to us through circumstance. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability to interpret it, what, what we're seeing and what we're, what we're experiencing by revealing truth to us. And without the Holy Spirit, we would have no way to interpret our circumstances. But see, the Holy Spirit does that, and God speaks to us through those circumstances. God speaks to us through prayer. Just as God spoke to the prophet Elijah in the mountain cave through faith in Christ, God continues to speak to us in prayer with a gentle whisper. Sometimes God speaks to us through the church. You see, God has placed godly people around us who will advise us and correct us. And although this can be painful at times, God often uses these people to tell us things, and the Holy Spirit confirms that it wasn't really coming from them at all, but from God himself. Now, as a pastor, I talk a lot. You probably noticed. And it always amazes me when people come up to me and say, Pastor John, when you said blank, God really spoke to me through it. And it amazes me because, first of all, God would choose to communicate through me. I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. That's a miracle. But also that God sometimes says things to people, and I don't even remember them saying uh, You know, They come and say, hey, you said this. I don't remember saying that. So sometimes God speaks in miraculous ways through me. God speaks to us through the congregation of Christ, and he uses the Holy Spirit to drive that message home. Now, on many occasions, I've had people ask me, how will I know it's God who's talking to me and not just my own thoughts speaking for God? And whenever I hear this question, I get a little excited, I've got to be honest, because I remember asking that same question myself, and I have hope for those people that God is going to speak to them in a very real way very soon. But also, it becomes a teaching moment, and I love to share in this. How will we know that it's God who is speaking to us and not you know, just us making up voices or something for speaking for God? Like, God told me to buy this lottery ticket. No, I don't think he did. How do we know it's God? Well, John, uh, the Apostle John covered this in his gospel in John 10. He says, Jesus said that the sheep follow the shepherd because they know his voice. In other words, whenever the shepherd calls you, you recognize his voice. Did you know that when a child is born, they immediately recognize their mother's voice? You know why? Because they spent so much time with him in the womb. Now, I, 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 uh, if you're wondering where I get my volume from, because I can be pretty loud sometimes, I confess, I get it from my mother. I could always pick out my mom's voice. I mean, whether she was singing in the choir or you know, yelling at me from down the street, John, come home, it's time to eat, or whatever, uh, I could always pick out my mom's voice. Now, once we got separated at Six Flags, and I was surrounded by thousands of people, and I almost started to panic, but I heard my mom's voice above the crowd. She didn't even know I was gone yet, but I followed her back because I knew her voice. I was able to do that because I knew her voice, and I knew her voice because I had spent so much time with her. So if we wonder, how will I know it's Jesus who's speaking to me? The answer is, when you spend time with Jesus, you will recognize when he is speaking to you. Now, although I don't have God speak to me, I didn't have God speak to me whenever I was in college, I guess technically he did, just not that night. 
I, I know God has spoken to me. The first time God spoke to me, I, I was um, I was at church camp, and I was serving as the interim pastor while the, the church considered applicants. So I was a youth pastor. I was going to college, and um, I was the, pa- the interim pastor too. So needless to say, uh, we didn't have a church secretary. I was pretty busy then. Um, and while at camp, I, I remember... I was just preparing for my next responsibility because I had to be somewhere else and I had to give a lesson somewhere else and care for p- people and you know the youth all met up and, and it's just it's hard to go to church camp and have fun because you have to be responsible for so many things. But um, I, I remember I was I was getting ready to go to my next thing and and uh, I had people come to me and tell me that the camp administrator wanted all the youth pastors together for a meeting. And I thought, great, another meeting. That's, that's, that's the last thing that I need right now is another meeting. And I even considered skipping it because I was so extremely busy. But I guess my curiosity got the best of me. Like, what is this about? And when we got to the meeting, I remember the camp administrator said, you know, we know that you guys are extremely busy and the last thing that you need was another meeting. And I kind of laughed. And he said, so... We just wanted to take this time to give you an opportunity to spend some time with God and just rest. We're going to pray over you. Our, our music leader is going to sing, and we're going to come by and put hands on you and pray. We just want you guys to rest. And I don't know. It was like something broke in me whenever he said that. I, I just I thought, oh, thank God. And I, and I almost... I, I, I vaguely remember tears filling my eyes. Just I, I just sat there and I just took deep breaths and I just prayed. And I just, you know, I was just telling God I'm I'm so tired. I was so exhausted. And I just thanked him because that's just what I needed. Just some time with him. And as I sat there praying and being still being still, God spoke to me and not in a wow I really got a lot out of that sort of way but God actually spoke to me he told me I want you to lead my church several times in my life I have looked back on that moment when God first audibly spoke to me even if nobody else heard it I heard it And that time has served as an anchor in my life when I got confused and frustrated about my calling. This this last Thanksgiving, we went to spend time with my sister and her husband's family, and I got to talking to my brother-in-law's dad, who's also a pastor. And I I just asked him, I was like, you know, have you ever had God speak to you? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, I, I know like God can speak to us through his word, but I mean like audibly speak to you and he said yeah he said why do you ask when i told him there have been clear times clear concise times when god has audibly spoken to me and all these times you know they weren't audible to anyone else i heard him and i knew without question that it was him speaking to me and although i've heard him on several occasions i have several friends who study scripture and they love the Lord. And, you know, I've talked, asked them about this, you know, God speaking to them. And they told me that they never, they have never heard God speak to them, not in a way that I described. 
And the reason I asked this, you know, my brother-in-law's dad is because I was beginning to question whether it was not as common as I once believed it was. I, I thought God did that with everybody. And he told me, you're right, John. It's not as common as you thought. But there is no reason why it should be so rare. And I had to think on that because I, I you know, I've come to, to believe that I think he's exactly right. I think God wants to speak to us. I just wonder if we play any role in having to stop and to listen to him. I mean, obviously God is God, and when God wants to communicate to us, he will. But I don't know, maybe it's just something we should think about, that if God is speaking to us, maybe we're just too busy or distracted by sin that we don't hear him. Jeremiah 7 13 says, And now, because you have done all these things, declares the Lord, and I spoke to you, rising up early and speaking, but you did not hear. And I called you, but you did not answer. It just makes me wonder if, if you know, maybe there's something that we're doing or, or something that we need to do that, that's keeping us from hearing from God. And, and, you know, I don't want to get off in a workspace salvation but this, this doesn't have anything to do with salvation. It just has to do with direction from the Lord. I know there have been times when God has purposely remained silent. I mean, for example, between the Old and New Testament, God remained silent for 400 years and people didn't hear from him. But on a personal level, there have been times in my life when I desperately needed to hear from God and I called upon him and he just didn't seem to answer me, at least not in my time. However, looking back after hearing from God on multiple occasions, I can see that God was always speaking to me in a way. Maybe I just didn't like what he had to say. Much of the time, I, I just wish he would say something different. But then as I've come to learn, I'm not God. He is. If all you listen to this, you are desperately needing God to speak to you, let me tell you, I can relate. I've, I've been there myself. However, consider what Hebrews, the author of Hebrews, actually says. In these last days, God has chosen to speak to us through his Son. Instead of walking down the road as I did, seeming crazy to every person that drove by, Here's something to consider. We know that God speaks to us through his word. And, and maybe God's not going to come to us in the way that we would like. Maybe we want God to pull back the clouds and audibly say, John, eat chicken today instead of beef. I, maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's a little unreasonable. That we're, we're commanding God to speak. We know God speaks to us through his word, so... Maybe we should just sit and read what God has already said through his son Jesus. Listen, I know it's a massive undertaking to sit and read the Bible, especially in its entirety. But if we're not willing to do that, how desperate are we really to hear from God? I know, I know it's easier to live our lives the way that we want and expect God to come, up, come to us on our timetable and when it's convenient to us. 
And in the past, God used signs and miracles to speak to mankind. But as Hebrews says, in these last days, he's spoken to us through his son. God tells us he loves us. He, he proved it on the cross. So maybe instead of wondering what God is going to say to us and looking for direction, maybe we should just decide to read and listen to what God has already said through his son. And you know, I'm a firm believer that if we will sit and just, just be alone with God and just lay exposed before him, that we empty out all of the, the stress and the worry and the anxiety. Scripture tells us to uh, cast all your anxiety on him for he cares for you. So maybe we just, we just unload all of that baggage. And we just fill up with God's word. I'm confident God will speak to us in new ways. So if you want to hear from God, this isn't a magic spell, but you know, there's a perfect way to do it. It's through studying through his son. Just, just start in the book of John and read the actual words of Christ. And I think you might be surprised. God's been speaking to you this whole time. Maybe you just weren't in the right place to, to listen. Let's pray. Father God, I, I know it can be a very frustrating thing sitting waiting on you to speak. God, I know I'm not really there right now. I feel like you've already spoken to me, but God, I know I'm going to be there in the future looking for direction and looking for an answer. And I know it's so frustrating, God, when you don't seem to do what we want you to do. But God, you're God, and we're not. Maybe maybe it's not something you need to say. Maybe it's something we need to confess. I pray, God, that you just give us a peace and a certainty and help us to understand that, God, you're going you're gonna to work all this out in your timing. I just pray, God, that we will trust that you are a communicative God that you are speaking to us. And I pray, God, that we would look to the Holy Spirit for answers and for direction. And that, God, that you would give us a peace and a certainty. And, God, if we're squirming right now, waiting to hear your voice, I pray that you might just encourage us and equip us just to pick up your word and read it and listen to what you have to say. Father, I love you, and I just thank you for speaking to me in this message, and I, I pray, God, that you would speak, speak through me to anyone who might hear. Help the listeners know that you love them and that you proved that on the, on the cross. I love you, Father, and I just ask that you just guide and direct us, and that, Father, you just help these words sink into our hearts, that you do speak to us. And help us, Father, 
to hear you. Give us ears so we can hear. I love you in all these things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for listening. We pray that God blessed you through this message and has given you a clear direction for your life. Please remember to download our church app by searching FBC Rungi in Google Play or iTunes. And remember to subscribe to our podcast so that you never miss another message. If you have any questions about today's message, you can contact us via Facebook or Twitter or use our website. Until then, we hope that you share in our vision to help people take root, grow, and bear fruit. And if so, then let's get out there and get to work.